Hello and welcome back. I know it's been. Let me check the date. It's been it's been about two two and a half weeks since I last did an episode. Um, I guess since then the rules changed for coronavirus in England, and we've been given the pleasure of outdoor mixing two households outdoors or a group of six. Um, Outdoor sport and indoor gyms and trying to think if I've missed anything. Pubs and restaurants um, and shopping. So I've had a lot to do. Um, I say that I haven't exactly done anything worth talking about. Um, I went to Sheffield. Sheffield was nice. It was uh, it was a lot like central London, which I didn't expect. Went to Nottingham, saw Adam, who's co-hosted this before. Uh, went to Newark. So yeah, and and I went to the beach. So I've done a decent amount. Done a lot of shopping. I'm using my £10 Minecraft diamond pickaxe mug. That was £10 from mankind. It was a rash purchase, but... You know what? It was a good purchase. If you're in a good enough mood to spend £10 on a Minecraft mug, then your life is not that bad. That's how I see it anyway. Um, But yeah, I'm sat here. The weather is awful outside. It's shitty. It's rainy. It's cloudy. I've got a lot of work to be getting on with. Um, And making a podcast is a good way of procrastinating your work. So sit back, put your earphones in and uh, enjoy. Go for a walk, stroke a dog, touch a cat, feed a duck, tidy your room, tidy your bathroom. And yeah, so this week I've gone for a different sort of format. I'm going for the half an hour mark. And it's just me, no co-hosts. And I'm sort of just testing myself to see if I can sit here on my own with no... It's a lot of help having someone else on the podcast, honestly. Um, Because I don't really write a script. And I'm just sat here waffling. I've got a few notes, a few post-it notes in front of me. But even then, I can't really read my own writing. Because I wrote them left-handed while watching a lecture just now uh, zoning out Um, so yeah I guess the weather though is a good point I so I heard a song the other day and it was called The Only Living Boy in New York and I think I can insert it in here afterwards but I'm not sure if I have to pay the premium for that so if you search the only living boy in New York and listen after I waffle, you'll see what I mean. And so this song is Simon and Garfunkel in the 60s. You know, the Hello, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend people. And the character in the song says, I'm the only living boy in New York. I get all the news I need on the weather report. And at first I just thought, yeah, it's just a catchy, you know, meaningless lyric. There's a lot of that in that time period, like, especially Bob Dylan. You look at his lyrics, there's, they're not telling a story, you know. They're, they're, they're uh, absurd 
and it is absurdism it's that's what makes a lot of songs catchy is that you don't quite understand the lyrics fully but the lyrics make sense and yeah so 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 I thought it was just that and then I think about it hang on he gets all the news he needs on the weather report and that makes him the only living boy in New York and my hot take is on news and whatnot. we've got a bit too far let, 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 me, let me connect let me try and connect oh Manchester City on verge of winning Premier oh so I think everyone knew they were going to win the league anyway um, let me try and connect that to a story I think it was Macmillan it was a, it was a Prime Minister in the 50s and obviously the 50s things were a bit sticky with Russia and he goes on a trip to Russia uh, before an election and comes back now can you imagine if Boris Johnson went on a trip to Russia before an election now it would be news 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 he steps off the plane and the BBC reporter says any news to report from Russia sir and he turns around to his aides and says any any news and they, they, they say no no and the reporter says, "Thank you. Have a nice day." And that that reminds. There's a um, on a day in the 30s, BBC came and sat down on the news. And remember, there's only three channels. Well, there might have been only two channels then. And they say there is no news. So you're. We've gone from. We've gone from days where there were no news, and reporters happy with no news. To today, where 24/7 we are being fed news, 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 news through Twitter, Instagram, television, everywhere. I'm addicted to the news. I check the news every time I go on my phone. I check Twitter every time I go on my phone. And my hot take is that humans have got addicted to news. Is that a hot take? Is that that controversial to say? I think the amount I know about the world around me now compared to the 60s is scary. It probably has given us, our generation, a level of anxiety. You know, I wouldn't have known about famines in Yemen in the 50s. Yet I see this shit now and stresses me out, but what can I do about it? And it's just... So back to Simon and Garfunkel's character. <clears throat> back to their character. He's the only living boy in New York because he gets his news on the weather report. Can you imagine living today and the only news you care about is the weather report? I can't. I mean... Gosh... I get the news I need on the weather report. I wish I, maybe I'll try that for a week. Um, it's like uh, there's there's these ants in the Amazon rainforest that spread. Okay, okay, we'll start. We'll start with the mushroom. Um, get comfy. I'm going to try and explain the story as best I can. I can't remember any names anything scientific but I'm sure if you google 
roughly what I'm saying. There was the, you, you, you'll see I'm not just making it up. So there's this fungus in the rainforest that controls ants' brains. So what will happen is an ant. These are these are big fat ants, you know, like fire ants, big boys, you know, like the size of a the size of a decent rubber. And the ant will come and eat the fungus, and the fungus will get into the ant's brain, and it controls the ant. And the vo- and the thing it does is it makes the ant run up to a tree, and just dig its teeth and claws into this tree and just get into the tree, so that it's so hard that it kills itself. It's in that much pain. So then there's a dead ant dangling from a tree. And then the fungus like squirts from the ant's antennas from this high point in the tree. And that's how this fungus just spreads. And that is what I think has happened to news. I think the invention of the radio, the telephone and the TV was the start of the fungus getting into our brains. And now... Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Sky News, you know, the news apps on your phone, the billboards you see at train stations with the news on. I think they're the equivalent of big ant brains squirting this disgusting fungi everywhere. And don't get me wrong, I love the news. I love checking the news and getting a juicy story. I mean, I'm a politics student. I watch, you know, Prime Minister's Question Time every week. I, I keep up with it. I find it interesting and beautiful. But isn't it weird that I could have been a politics student in the 50s? I just wouldn't have been checking the news 24-7. You know, if we got to the point where we don't appreciate news as much. Especially with COVID as well, like... On a personal level, it's quite unhealthy that off the top of my head I know so much about death rates and hospitalizations and cases, transmissions. Fair enough if I was a virologist, but I'm nothing to do with that. And I know so much about that just because of the news. So yeah, I don't really know where to take that. But... I guess you could ever think about how much do you check the news? How addicted are we to the news? It's it's like smartphones though. People a hundred years ago. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's another thing I could waffle about. So I had a lecture on ethnography, which is a type of research where you're you're trying to observe. So, so we commit ethnography, ethnography every day, because ethnography is you're in the real world, and you're not you're 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 you're, you're not you're not giving someone a survey. You're trying to get a true account of their life. You know, you're trying to have a role in the world. So when you go and walk along the pavement and you overhear conversations or you see certain things. Your role is, you know, walking down the page. Like, but then there's a type of ethnography that was in my lecture called netnography. 
and it's this area of online research where people researchers you know big brain uni people they're trying to work out and observe and understand social interactions in the digital world now imagine if you said that to someone in the 80s oh you know there's scientists at my university that are dedicated to studying how humans interact in another world before the internet existed imagine imagine you heard that before the internet existed you would someone say i study netnography which is how humans interact over this invisible world that's all around us that travels through pipes in the ocean that gives us data that gives us google unlimited (laughs) what that's the ants fungi they call themselves netnographers you know they think they're studying human interaction they're not they're studying fungus i i hate i hate i hate when when you think about the fact that sure our communication as a generation and just humans must have gone down you talk you talk the 80s you would have had to see each other in person or write letters or the very early emails where you can only check your emails once a day when you go into a library you would have actually had to speak now we just it takes 10 seconds to send a snapchat we weren't happy with it's just snapchat's just ant fungus it's from mushroom fungus it started off as one or two ants eating this juicy you know we've invented radio how amazing but then that fungus had to spread more get into more brains it wasn't enough now we've come to the point where I can FaceTime someone in China what the fuck I'm sorry what but yeah I mean I spoke to someone recently uh, and this person they won't be listening to this it'll be very creepy if they're listening to this actually Um, but I was just saying you know I think social media is damaging uh, and I don't go I don't really like like it and I want to go on my phone less and they had the complete opposite viewpoint so I do see both sides of the argument that for some people social media is part of their life like they feel like the only living boy in New York because they get more news than the weather report no 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 they they feel they see the communication they have on snapchat and instagram as genuine as a conversation in person which is not worrying because it's not my business but it's definitely something to think about i mean who knows you know but I don't 
this to sound like I'm that judgmental because it's literally just my viewpoint and I just it just worries me and it just I think about my parents grew up in a time without this stuff it's interesting hmm But, anyway, what I think that I can do is link the fungus, the living boy in New York who only checks the weather, the invention of radio, the BBC journalist that didn't care there was no news in Russia, the day in the 30s BBC said they had no news. I think we can link that all to something that happened the other day which was the formation of the European Super League now if you think about where football started uh, it started getting popular in the late 1800s you know teams that end in United were made through loads of teams in the area coming together trucing and saying let's be United you know so I know Southend United was made of like five or six teams. Manchester United was quite a few teams. Fun fact, Manchester United actually played in yellow and green when they first started. Um, so there's all these sort of teams that form and make the FA and the Football League. And the important thing about these teams is if you're born in Southend, you're going to support Southend. If you're born in Crawley, you're going to support Crawley. And some teams do better than others. Some teams have more football-favouring areas, so they get more fans come in, they get more money. And over time, it just grows that some teams stayed small, some teams grew exponentially. And not until the formation of the Premier League, where it was Everton, Arsenal... Gosh... Everton was Leeds? No. Hang on. Teams that... Oh, my God. Teams that formed... Man, you in there? But, yeah, there, there, were, there were the founding teams. Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton... Oh, yeah. Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man U, Tottenham... Sat around the table and said right we're obviously the big boys football can be televised technology has got to the point where it can be televised anywhere in the world but it's still just division one football the same as there's division one football in france in spain and it was called division one so they thought let's turn it into a product that makes it sexy makes it sell so they made it the premier league and I don't need to say how successful that has been but from that day onwards it turned football into a brand and you could sell Chinese people Chelsea shirts you could sell United shirts in Asia in fact Man United is the most owned football shirt in the world so if you think how football went from you support whoever your local team is because you can't watch it on the telly to 
you support who you watch on the TV. I, I've met people that support a team that they've never been to the ground in person. Or that, like, I don't know, it just scares me a bit because, you know, like the fungus in the ant's brain, we've got from the point where, you know, there's one or two ants with a fungus and you could maybe listen to the radio if you lived near enough to the team. But now you can just watch it in full 4K, BT Sport, on your phone. Scary, it is scary. And I think the Super League is a result of that. It was a result of... If you don't know what happened in the Super League, 12 big European giants of teams that ironically aren't doing that well on the pitch but they've got the money and the branding and the popularity. They sat around and said, we need more money and we need a reliable product because you have to... So it's the Champions League where the top four teams, for example, from England or you know the top one team from Ireland has to go through knockouts to get in. But or, And I think it's the same in Spain. There's the top four teams in Germany, top four. That's not guaranteed... And I think what pissed off these big teams were like, hang on, we're the richest, we're the most popular, but we're not getting the money from playing in Europe. But they weren't earning it on the pitch. So they sat around a table and said, what if we make our own league where we're guaranteed entry and the other eight spots have to be fought for? Now, instantly, that's a ginormous red flag. You know, the whole point of... The the whole thing that makes the Champions League so prestige is that it's... Even getting in the Champions League in the first place is a massive achievement. It shows you were the top four teams in the country that year. So they tried to cheat it by making it so they'd get in every year. And that's not really where it stops because, you know, that's bad as it is. That would make people stop supporting their club for even signing up to that. It's the fact that they did this knowing that there would be a backlash from fans, labelled the old school fans as legacy fans, and they were willing to be kicked out of the Premier League and the FA Cup. So they were willing to just throw away their entire club history, everything, for money essentially, because if if I was, you know, a nineteen year old that loved quote-unquote soccer in America the Super League would be my dream like hang on these ginormous popular clubs playing each other week after week and it's stuff in the writing about oh the games could be held in New York in Shanghai of course that's amazing but that's not what you know football was never built to be that um, so yeah you can blame the Americans You, can, it's the emerging markets that But yeah, I just think there's a sort of part of human nature that is greed. And you can see it through technology and the news. And it's even shown through the Super League that it must have been groundbreaking to watch football on a telly. In the 66 World Cup final, I remember my nan telling me that 10 of them squeezed into a room to watch it in black and white on this tiny little telly that kept cutting out. Compare that to today. 
it's unbelievable how unsatisfied we as a species are with our technology and if you think it took humans 50,000 years since we started being you know homo sapiens it took us 50,000 years to draw in 3D I look at like Greek, Egyptian cavemen any drawings they're all in 2D yet it wasn't until the renaissance where we learned to draw in 3D I could do a whole other podcast on this it took 50,000 years of human evolution for someone to just knack 3D drawing think about that and now look we've gone from we've gone from two TV stations to literal fucking supercomputers in our pockets and they're a standard if I go out without my smartphone Alfred's not going outside half of me still in my room you know when I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with people and I know that I've got a message to reply to on Snapchat yeah of course I'm enjoying my time with the people I'm with in person but there's always that bit in the back of my head that's thinking you know when is it not impolite to check my phone we're fucked the fungus is in all our brains um, I don't really know what to do about that I do want to stop using my phone I want to get a Nokia brick but then what do, do we accept it is this just part of life now like we're part of this generation or do we fight against it can we fight against it I don't know that's for you to think about thank you for listening um, this is a new shorter format see if it works uh, I might try a script in the next few episodes a bit more this was just pure waffle thank you for listening have a good day